everybody. It is another episode of Rig for Dirt with Ali and Frank. And let me tell you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for listening right now. And thank you so much for all the kind words and the good feedback that we received after our first episode. It was awesome. Yeah, we got some really good feedback that I've, I mean, people have reached out to us on Instagram, in person. Um, it's been really, really well received. That doesn't go without saying that they're, that we can make things better. Oh no. Right? That's, that's absolutely right. <laughs> we're we, definitely not stopping there. We're not like going to take it as a, oh, we're done. We're good. Yeah. We got some work to do. Right. Right. Yep. But we're, we're definitely like, we're, we're inspired, right? We're motivated. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, so yeah, we are here at King of the Hammers. Yes. If you're wondering why it's so noisy, it's because, as we told you in the last podcast, uh, it was our goal to to get out, explore, adventure, and then record the podcast live from where we are. And in this particular instance, it happens to be a loud place where we are. <laughs> King of the Hammers. Yeah, so we mentioned that we were going to be doing this in right. episode one. And, right. and we we're delivered. Oh, and you know what? Props to Rebel Off-Road. Because That's right. Well, we are actually on the side of their trailer right now. Yeah, they're letting us use some of their space for this uh, podcast. Both of us have had work done at Rebel Off Road, so we've got a good relationship with those guys. And their um, beer. And their beer. Yeah, they right. definitely they've offered to top off top off our red cups <laughs> <laughs> as needed for the podcast. So super stoked and huge props to those guys. Um, like I said, they do great work. They've done work for both of us. Good um, people. Good, good people, friends. Good friends. Yep. Um, they've become friends over the last couple of years just from being in and out of their shop. Um, they're good to shoot the shit, but they're even better to do work. Yeah, um, I'm actually working on the video. We filmed uh, the RIP Supercharger going into the Jeep. Oh, that's right. Total they did, they plug, did I know, but it's what happened, okay? <laughs> so it's just factual reality in my world. So right, right. I'm not trying to sponsor plug left and right, but it's going to happen, so just deal with it. Got all these yeah, ATVs that's, going That's going to happen all, all night. Yeah. So if you haven't been to King of the Hammers, it's like... So this is my first time, full disclosure. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it is li- everything that you've heard about it being a city, literally a city. We're looking at a, at a mountainside ahead of us that literally looks like the toll road. It Dude, looks like the 241 coming down into Irvine. In, driving in, right. it looks like you're <laughs> driving into a town. Yeah, it's insane. Like, and even right now, there's like all these pre-runners and Baja trucks and buggies and side-by-sides. And then there's like the occasional like... Subaru and Rav4. There's a Nissan Frontier right now in front of us. Like, you name <laughs> it. It's like, there yeah, is... left and right, all kinds of rigs, all kinds of trucks. And then the toy haulers. I mean, the and the RVs. Wow. Yeah, I always love seeing those uh, Super Duties with the racks on the top with the razors, yeah. you know, the razor ramps, and they're yeah. just like <laughs> carrying around they the razor the, on top on the, of on the roof. roof. Yeah. <laughs> Center of gravity, it's nothing. It's definitely a different world for sure. Like, not one that I think either one of us have played much in. So, you know, coming from a more off-road, overlanding kind of world, this is, this is like everything at once. Totally, dude. You know, you are in Hammertown. Yeah, Hammertown. <laughs> so getting getting here was an ordeal. Yeah. Right, because we came uh, basically right from work, um, and then we had to find Kate. Oh, that was an ordeal. Yeah. You want to talk about ordeals? That was like that was that like Parker moment where you're like. Oh, our plan is not going according to plan. It's when we realized that Hammertown was literally a town and not just, oh, your average trade show where you're going to walk in and here's the vendor area. You're going to know where the vendors are. Yeah. yeah. No. No, this place is gigantic. One wrong turn and you're probably driving for a solid like 20 minutes in the <laughs> wrong direction of where you want to be. It doesn't help that we showed up at night too. Like that, that definitely didn't help our situation, but... Uh, anyways, so we went in there. We're looking around, asking random people if they know where the KC booth is, <laughs> and um, we got some guidance. A little bit. A little bit. And you then, met a you met a friend. Yeah, I made an FJ buddy. <laughs> like this guy came out and he was just like super fired up to see another FJ. There's only so many of you. Right. He, I think he said there was like five here. <laughs> He's like, there's five. He's counted them. He's like, there's five. And he was showing me pictures of his drawer system that he built. Um, his suspension. He was showing me all these pictures. It was like looking at someone's baby. Lots like, of love. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, so before we really get into it, one thing I want to kind of throw out there since we are starting out and it's important for us to build up our network is, you know, if you guys would just go on Facebook or Instagram and follow Rig for Dirt, we'd appreciate it. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just trying to, you know, we're trying to get the word out and we're trying to build this up. So you guys are all part of that. Yep. Exactly. Man, so, it is gonna it is gonna be nonstop tonight. I think. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. With all these rigs. 
but they're just so fun to watch. I wish you guys could see what we're seeing. Like, it's like watching a parade of all of the most amazing builds you've ever seen, you know? And then some that are just like, what were you thinking? <laughs> but like Ollie said, you know, some quick housekeeping, um, follow Instagram, follow Facebook. Um, most importantly, check out the website, riggedfordirt.com. Um, there's there's a bunch of different places that you I can check us out. I worked on that. Yep, we, we both put some effort into that for yep. you guys. So definitely check that out. And lastly, um, your feedback, right? Your feedback is important to us. We have an email address, info at riggedfordirt.com. So feel free to drop us a line, suggestions, feedback, or just to say what's up. So these guys don't want to hear all that. These guys want to hear about our trip, right? Yes. Not just this one, but we, we've actually done a couple things since the last time we talked to you guys. And part of that was wrapping up our Calico trip. Uh, we were kind of in the middle of it when we uh, did episode one. And then right. uh, we've, we've had a couple of adventures since. But yeah, so so that recap on uh, Calico. So we, we kind of struck camp and then we headed over to the ghost town. That's right. That's right. That was my first time going to the ghost town. And we had to do that tourist thing. Yeah. Yeah. We did the tourist thing. We walked, we you know, we, we drove in, um, parked the trucks, went for a little, little bit of a walk through the ghost town. I gotta say it was in, it was much better than I expected. Like the buildings looked amazing. They were fully, they were really That's restored. That's farm for you. Yeah, seriously. It was impressive. Um, the train that we, we took a little train ride. It yeah. was look, you guys are going to make so much fun of us, but I swear my we were, kids were jealous. We, yeah. We were like little kids. There was like five of us and we're like in this little, like half size miniature train. And we're just all geeking out watching like all the mines. This guy's, this guy's telling a whole story as we're doing this, right? It's all narrated, telling us this whole story about the mining operations and you know, how they lived and the camps and all this different stuff. And we're geeking out like a bunch of little kids. Yeah, so we did the ghost town, and, and I think the big part of telling you guys about Calico is to kind of impart the fact that it's not just this stretch of BLM land where you can go shoot some guns, camp out, and, you know, ride your toys. It's uh, it's also got a lot of cool things around it, um, and, and they're not your common things, right? So one piece was the Calico ghost town, which was kind of established by... Uh, uh, not the, the people behind Knott's Berry Farm. They kind of uh, transplanted some buildings, just built up this town. It was actually based on an actual mining town. I, something to the to the effect of $86 million worth of silver was pulled out from that area, right? Right, right. Um, so a lot of, lot, of, lot of history there. It's definitely one of those stops you'd want to take the kids to or take yourself and your girlfriend to or the wife, whatever. Like, it is, a, it is actually a worthwhile stop. They've got this great bar. Yeah, whatever. It always goes back to booze with me. I don't care. They got this great bar with an awesome outdoor patio that overlooks, like, you know, the rest of the area. I mean, it's just, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, the bar kind of overlooks a valley, and it's like, it's got yep. this really cool deck, and it overlooks this kind of whole valley. It's really nice. And then after we did that, um, you actually, we broke off. Um, Brian and Olaf and myself, we did, uh, took a section of old uh, Route 66, and we took that all the way back into Victorville. And that was a, that was... That was super cool. Um, I haven't been on that road in forever, and to see some of those old stretches is is pretty awesome. And then, but you did, you actually doubled back. Oh, dude, I went ham. <laughs> and I, right. I wish we, I wish we would have had time to. Do I that. wish you guys would have stayed. I know, <laughs> because I'm like these losers just left. I'm actually gonna do some wheeling, and I ended up taking Mule Canyon Road, which was on the backside of uh, where we were camped, and. Uh, I mean, I, I I can't even I can't even say how much I was missing you guys because this road that went in the back like snaked itself like through so many different valleys. I mean, you guys would have loved it, and so many little alcoves were like um, people were setting up the, like shooting ranges. Uh, some guys had like balloons up. Uh, there was a whole like camp out there with like a bunch of like I don't know twelve year old kids like learning how to shoot for the first. There was oh, like wow. there was like a lot going on out there and. Uh, Automatic gunfire would erupt, which was interesting. Uh, yeah, check those All guys the side out. Side by side, there are some built-out yeah, cannons here. Are nuts. This this is awesome. It is so cool to see these guys yes. cruising through. Yep. These things are badass. That is that is rad. <laughs> side by sides and singles. Yeah, yep. that's rad. Just a parade of, of neon whips. <laughs> yeah, neon whips. Um, that's going to be the title of our next episode is Neon Whips. Neon Whips. Um, so anyways, I ended up uh, getting past those, like, you know, groups. 
and I ended up in kind of like just more like crazy terrain and uh, windswept uh, um, valleys and uh, windswept like tunnels, like arches. Um, it was it was gorgeous. And then at one point I found a pretty cool mine and and we'll throw some pictures on the on the website. But uh, it was it was a little sketchy and I was like so gun ho and I grabbed my flashlight. Uh, grabbed my GPS, which I don't think would have helped me in the tunnels. And I was like charging in there and I got 20 feet in before I'm like, what the, yeah, what am I doing right now? I turned around, got back outside, took some pictures like a proper overlander and uh, called it a day. But yeah. but it was fun. I did, I did some cool terrain out there. I definitely think that when we go up next year, we're going to make that part of our itinerary. Yeah, I think we, we, we need to make another trip out there um, and take some other people with us. It was... That place has, has actually a lot more to offer than your average person would think. Um, and then the really cool thing too is if it's it's in a, it's in a part of like the desert or the countryside, not the countryside, it's in a part of the desert that um, a lot of us travel through to get to other places. Um, whether you're going to Death Valley or you're going to you know Nevada, or you're going even to like um, Arizona, we, we pass through that. And, and there were some gems out there that are definitely worth stopping at whether you're traveling right. alone or with your significant sure. other. And one of those that blew my mind, I've never seen it. Some <laughs> of you guys have probably seen the giant I, di, giant Sunday on <laughs> yeah. the side of the highway called Eddie's World. Eddie World. Or, yeah, Eddie World. Not, Not even Eddie's World, just, yeah, Eddie, just World. Eddie World. Just like, so bizarre. It's a giant Sunday on the side of the highway. And I'm telling you, you walk into this place, and it's like Wonka World. Like, it's, it's nuts. Every candy known to man. Jerky, like everything drinks there's a pete's coffee like, yeah there's everything in this place but more important than more any of importantly, that way like, more importantly like the coup de gras of this whole thing <laughs> is the fact that it has the most immaculate bathrooms i've ever <laughs> ever seen like they are spotless and as if that wasn't enough they have heated seats on the toilets yeah like, it was what the hell <laughs> It was it was a trip, and uh, I would say if you're if you're trying to get out there with like your wife who maybe doesn't really partake in the in the hole in the ground, well, just tell her there's the most amazing bathrooms just a mile away. Exactly. At Eddie World. Eddie World. Just, <laughs> Eddie World. Even if you're even if you're just driving to Vegas and you need a midway point, Eddie World. Who would have known? Yeah. And then the second gem right. was, was we oh, wrapped up. Dude, Peggy Sue's. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dude. You want breakfast? This diner is... Unbelievable. Is out of control. The sweetest ladies, too. Out of control. Yeah. it's And it's like what you... When I say diner, it is like a straight-up time machine. Like, it's a, it's a capsule. This place is, like, preserved. Like, it probably was 70 years ago. And, right. But the food is amazing. I got pictures of that place, too. Yeah. Yeah, the food's, like, out of control. Like... You can't go wrong. There was I wanted to order like four different plates, but obviously I couldn't because each plate was gigantic. Yeah, no, I mean it is it is awesome. The food quality is amazing. Uh, they don't really give you any cuss about like trying to modify your orders. Oh yeah, uh, everything's no. super clean. Bring it on. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. The coffee delicious. The eggs done perfectly. Right. Everything. I had the um, I had the uh, country fried chicken or the country fried steak. So just to awesome. put it, put it, just to put it in perspective, like from our campsite to Eddie World to Peggy Sue's, this was all within a few mile radius. Yeah, like, it was like a two mile radius. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you're ever considering like where you can go and you're local to like um, the Orange County, L.A., right, uh, Riverside area, like Calico, totally uh, doable. That whole that whole area is like yeah. it's pretty awesome. It's pretty legit. Yeah. Totally doable. Shoot your guns. Shoot your guns. Camp out. Enjoy your rig, camp out. Heated toilets. Heated toilets. <laughs> Go wash up. Right. It's fantastic. So there's your tip for the podcast. Your, so, your desert gem. So after after I left, um, I got back on the road. I had to drive straight up to Vegas oh, for man. the 2019 SHOT Show. And a lot of you guys will know all about SHOT Show. But for those of you that don't, it is basically... The world's, I, I think it's like the world's, one of the world's largest uh, law enforcement, gun, apparel, tactical, whatever. Everything having to do with like guns, tactical apparel, uh, gear, body armor, um, less than lethal, super lethal, whatever. It's, it's all there. Uh, every company has a presence. 
including 511. So I was taking a Jeep up for, for 511 to go display her over at the 511 store um, out there in Vegas off of Dean Martin. And uh, I ended up doing three events for 511. And then our, uh, our sister company, Beyond Clothing, they actually, uh, they put me up at their hotel that they rented out. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I had the I had the Jeep parked out front of the hotel the entire time. It was the Artisan Boutique Hotel. It was pretty cool. That place was a trip. Those are nice. Those are nice places. Yeah. I like those places. It was awesome. And uh, and so yeah, so that was my that was my week over at Shot Show. One of the best events though was the operator event where you're talking about some super high speed, like highly trained defenders of our freedom. Um, at this one event that 511 was basically we we hosted them we built uh we got a guy chris schneider he he cooked up an amazing meal of like brisket like he's famous for this stuff oh wow um just cooked for like you know hundreds of people the alcohol was flowing the food was amazing and just talking to these guys it was awesome uh just puts puts life in perspective gives you a lot of appreciation for the for the liberties you have and the freedoms you have and uh it was awesome seeing these guys come to the jeep check her out talk to me engage uh sit on the ladder for the tent get in the tent i mean they were like kids again like kind of geeking out on this stuff i was so stoked to be part of that yeah that place is like a, a a candy store i mean if you're if you're into that like if that's your thing and you want a shot you know, show yeah. yeah it's it's crazy it's just like a giant candy store and man like i've been to shot show a couple times and it's everything you can imagine you know, Everything. especially like, you know, bullets, bullet manufacturers, like military level stuff that you can never buy. But you're you can definitely look at up close right there and, and right. have some fun with it. Well, the, the coolest, <laughs> the coolest, uh, the coolest thing, I think, was uh, range day, which was the first day I was out there. It was a media range day. And basically every gun manufacturer had their their latest, greatest and uh, tried and true uh, firearms on display and available to shoot so what did you try did you try some oh yeah um what were the what were my favorites uh yeah mossberg was know. what mossberg was cool they came out with a new like compact handgun and they're known for like their shotguns, their shotguns. yeah yep. i have one actually yeah so they came into the the handgun re uh, the market so that was wow that was cool but of course my favorite is glock um <laughs> they they had a couple new models out there yeah yeah and as as usual like just their just how they set everything up and and their attention and, and the way they kind of guide you through all their offerings is is awesome. So I got to shoot the 43. That was that was probably my favorite of the event. Um, and then uh, and then one other standout was the EOTech booth, which they're an optics company. And oh, okay. And like you had to be you had to be blind and dizzy not to hit <laughs> your target with these guys. And they don't sponsor me. I don't own an EOTech, but it was just like you were me and my buddy Craig, who we were doing the social coverage for 511. Um, we were like laughing, like like giddy laughing, like shooting these rifles, because it was so stupid how accurate and how on target you were, and kind of scary if you yeah. were to ever think about being on the up opposite end of, of that kind of uh, you know yeah I technology. don't I don't yeah I don't so, want to think about that <laughs> nope but anyway so that yeah that was shot show nice it was pretty cool nice well my adventures have not been as adventurous. Um, for me, it's been OC rigs and coffee. Right, right. That was yep. a big one. I got out um, to that. That was that was a cool. You turnout. know what? It was it was actually doing pretty good. For rain the wise. weather, yeah, it was raining um, decently on Saturday. Like that was the weekend that you know this is last weekend. And it was you know, the forecast was basically rain all weekend, and we had some good breaks, so it wasn't like we were getting poured on the whole time. But man, the turnout, I loved it. I loved it. Rain don't care, man. They were just like, I'm gonna show up. In well, true, it's road. exactly, and I love it. I love that it was just like I got a bunch of messages um, on the OC Rigs and Coffee Instagram saying, "Hey, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen?" I told everyone, "Hey, rain or shine, it's going to happen." I mean, if we can't handle a little rain, then I don't know what we're doing. Right. So it was um, huge turnout. It was fantastic. I'll post some pictures of that too. Um, we also did a coffee class. Um, Steelhead That's right, Coffee. I missed that. Yeah, Steelhead Coffee. Um, they host us, right? So for those who don't know, they host us. Um, they in make, Laguna Hills, California. Yeah, in Laguna Hills. Um, they have a few locations, um, but we go to the Laguna Hills ones, and they open up specifically for us on Saturday, which is awesome. So rad. So rad. First so, Saturday of every month. Yeah, exactly. And so there were, you know, I threw out the idea of having a coffee class. Reason being is that I, you know, drink a ton of coffee. 
I caffeinate like a madman. And so, but one of the things that I tend to do is I tend to like, like, you know, I'll go to places to get coffee. I rarely make my own coffee. And part of that's because I've just messed it up too much to that, to the point where I just don't, you typically enjoy it. So Nick from Steelhead came out and he's their, um, their master kind of brewer barista, right? And he, so he's responsible for kind of picking the, the blends that they, that they bring in, um, you know, if their offerings at Steelhead. That's awesome. And then he's also responsible for training all the baristas and kind of showing them how to brew a consistently good cup of coffee and, you know, dial all of that in, right? So what we got was kind of a taste of the factors that, that contribute and that control a really good blend of coffee. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm bummed I missed that one because it sounded pretty informative. Yeah, and I mean, like, things that I would have never thought of. I mean, you know, obviously, kind of the, the basic principles, right? Hot water, coffee grinds, you get coffee, right? And so, but what he explained to us is that coffee is, it should fundamentally, like, if you make good coffee and you do it properly, it should be sweet and and full of full of flavor, like, very rich, Right, and so that's one of the things that personally I really haven't experienced in a super long time. I usually have to like modify my coffees, right? Like I have to add sugar, I have to add cream, right, to really make those things taste good, right? So um, he he brought us out these samples of coffee, one that was like underbrewed, one that was overbrewed, oh, that's cool. and one that was perfect. And we tasted the first one that was underbrewed. And it was a little bitter, but all of us were like, this is actually not bad. <laughs> this is like the coffee that I drink. And so that he was just like, oh, you guys, it's terrible. Right? And so, and then, oh, and, you guys. Yeah, he's like, oh, you poor plebs. Like, you guys, <laughs> you guys don't even know. And so then, you know, we tried the overbrewed coffee, and it kind of was, you know, so it tasted kind of bland. And, you know, underbrewed coffee tastes very bitter, right? Acidic and bitter. Um, what, you know, people don't usually like that flavor, right? But it's kind of like what you what you stomach or you kind of muster up to drink it. And then overbrewed coffee tastes very flat, like it's missing flavor, kind of hollow, right? And so, and when it's done just right, it's got this like very sweet, vibrant, flavorful, rich kind of taste to it. And so that was like, that's where you want to be, right? And what it really comes down to is two principles that I can break down for you right now, if you're listening. There's two basic principles. The size of the grind. Okay, yeah, I hear, I hear that a lot. Which is basically your, your surface area, right? So that directly correlates to how quickly you'll be able to extract flavor. It's about the size. Right, it definitely is. <laughs> and that's also going to be dictated partially by the device that you're using, right? Aeropress, French press, right. uh, pour over, right? So you want to pick the grind for the device, right? So that you don't get a bunch of, like, gunk in your coffee when you're done. The second thing is the amount of water and how quickly that water passes through the grind. Interesting. Right? So if you if it passes too quickly, it's underbrewed. So it gets bitter. If it passes too slow, it's overbrewed and it's hollow and dull. If it passes just right, it's sweet and delicious. So now you know. <laughs> it's that simple. So and you can do this so basically you can regulate this, right? Across any 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 system. So if you if you just kind of play with those two mixtures, then you can consistently brew delicious coffee. And you don't have to get into that craziness of, oh, is it the right temperature? Is my water exactly this temperature? Is my water pure and triple filtered through That's reverse osmosis? And like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't have to mess with any hey, of that. Man, I put the pot in. I pushed the button, and I get my cup, okay? You should have seen him when we told him that we use Keurigs. He was just like, ah, no. He was so bummed. But even then, right, you can buy those reusable pods, and you can do this, and it works, right? You just pick the right grind, and, you know. The I, have, uh, I have started to take my AeroPress to work. We do have, like, a, a five-digit dollar value espresso oh, machine. Oh, I do remember that. I have, I have, I have actually used it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty solid espresso machine. And an and, and, and filtration system. But I'm the douchebag with my AeroPress <laughs> at work saying, you you're want the, a cup of coffee? You're the, I've, you're I've got the, my AeroPress. You want a cup of coffie? You're the one that brings your camp kit hey to guys, work. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Anybody want coffee? It's like single origin. <laughs> <laughs> single origin, this guy. <laughs> I just think it's fancy. I like it. Yeah. It's a damn good cup of coffee on that Totally. Airplane. So I, I was totally blown away. I mean, and I'm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that's that crazy about the coffee, but I kind of feel like most of us 
drink a lot of coffee, a lot and, of coffee. and I've, I've never gone on a trip with anybody where there wasn't like a ton of coffee being brewed in the morning. And I kind of realized how a lot of us think we're making good coffee, but after having tasted properly brewed coffee, I, we're really not. <laughs> we're really not making great coffee. Right. So Man, anyways, there is that's a my lot little, of traffic going by right now. Yeah. This is like rush hour at King of the Hammers. So anyways, that's my little nugget of information for you guys on this one brew some delicious coffee if you have any more questions drop us a line i'll help you out i'll do my best and if not talk to the guys at steelhead they were super friendly and they're always willing to help so give them a shout dude this is so cool i am i'm so stoked that we're doing this like on location yep on the side of the oh, road right on time. that is awesome it's awesome yeah <laughs> yep on the yeah, side of the road this is, i mean like if you've never been and you've never experienced anything like this, like you gotta come one time. Yeah. And and actually don't do what we did and get here late. Right. Because I feel like we missed a lot. Yeah, we did. We got here we way too late. I mean, a whole lot, we were also coming for like a mission to pick up Kate, and you know it's partially my fault because man, it's been All a long good, day. <laughs> it's been All a long good. day. Hey man, I got I had a, <laughs> I had a lot of work that I had to get through too, um, but just the fact that it's as fun as it is. Late at night after the racing's over, that's it is kind of crazy how entertaining it still is. Like, it's you know everything's done. There's really nothing happening right now. I mean, it's just kind of party time, and there's just this stream of traffic. Like one of the guys here at Rebel um, told us, he goes, "You know what? One of the funnest things to do is just set up a table on the side of the road and just watch. Grab your beer and I just watch." And you know what? He's dead. He's dead on. Some of these rigs are. It's like a parade. Like the you know what you know what it's like. The Newport or Dana Point boat parade. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, the amount of money I've just watched go right, by exactly. is it's like in the millions of dollars, yeah, right? Like trophy in, this, trucks. in this short period of time that we've been I mean, here. Yeah, it's just, it's it's bananas. I mean, even the amount of money in LED lights alone is insane. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, my Jeep was at the KC booth. Did we uh, did we mention that? I don't think we yep. did. We a little did? bit, a little bit. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> You guys should check them out. That's that is an actual plug right there. Yeah, yeah. We both actually we're both running um, KC lights. You've got the cool light bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that cool. I love your light bar covers. The, the LED covers. Yeah, yeah. The Pac-Man. The Pac-Man. Yeah. yeah, that is. Yeah, and that's like a one of a kind. It, yeah, piece, right? yeah, yeah. We yeah. I had those made. Um, actually, the guys that made them are right here next to Rebel Gator Wraps. Um, so you know the KC light covers, they're just round, right? They're just like these round like covers that go over the the Gravity Pro Sixes, and actually it was my wife's idea. I'm not even gonna take credit. It was my wife's <laughs> idea. She's like, you should make that Pac-Man because That's they're awesome. round, and you know Pac-Man's round, and it just fits perfect. So I went over to them and I was like, hey, can you put Pac-Man on this on these things? And I want them like kind of semi-pixelated, right, to give it like that super retro look. And I want a cherry because there's gotta be some fruit on there, right? It's Pac-Man. And then the little KC logos, they made them small white, like little pellets. Yep. Like the pellets yeah, that, you, that so you chase cool. down. It's, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I, I'd steal it, but- It I turns a lot of heads for yeah. sure. <laughs> I ended up going in a different direction. That's that's, uh, that, that's a truckie original right there. What's the, the last, I guess the last thing that, I mean, as far as trips go that I had was, uh, oh, well, one thing I want to say real quick is my, the, the standout at your event was a few things for me at the OC Riggs. Yeah. One was a group of XKs. Oh, which right. I had never seen anyone like the, build up the Jeep XKs commanders. that way. Yeah, the Jeep commanders. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, like, those, those were pretty rad. There were like three main ones. Yep. It was like it was like wild to mild the way yes. that the mods were on these guys. Yeah, yeah. They had the full like spectrum all right, all lined up right there. Yeah, and so I mean, it definitely kind of painted them in a new light for me. And then, and then at the very tail end, there was a, it was a Nissan the Patrol. Nissan Patrol. Yeah, yeah, that thing was awesome. Yeah, there's actually I actually posted a picture of that already. Didn't you on, say that thing was like fairly recent, like as far as like? It was it was a 1980. Yeah, 1980. That's, yeah, that's fairly was, that's fairly recent. Yeah, he was telling me that um, they actually when Nissan started making style. them in 1965, and that they never changed the body. They didn't change anything. So for you know from from 1965 to 1980, the Nissan Patrol is unchanged. It's the same thing. Yeah, so except so cool. except for some emissions equipment that comes on the you know later 70s versions and and up. So yeah, it was 
It was good. That thing was cool. That I think it was really cool. It turned a ton of heads. It had an instant circle around it. Oh yeah. Because I don't think anyone there had seen a Nissan Patrol in person. I felt I felt bad for the um, the, the FJ40. Yeah, yeah, the, the FJ40 right there. next to him, which yeah. was also a very cool uh, uh, rig. And I always appreciate those. My buddy Matt. Uh, He's got he he's got oh, a he's pretty got a cool one, yeah. bomb FJ yeah. Uh, that he's put a lot of time and money into. Um, so I've definitely got appreciation for those guys, but but that patrol was something like yeah. You the don't green see one was day. there for a while, and then the patrol rolled up, and the and the mob just shifted. Poor <laughs> 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 guy. Yeah, <laughs> and the 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 crazy part was the guy that was driving it. I mean, he was there all of like I think twenty minutes. Like I think he was he literally in, there for coffee. Swooped all the glory and left. Yeah. <laughs> He Thanks, just dude. Sucked it all up. I'm the out. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Thanks for nothing. All these cameras Goodbye. came out. All the, it was like a, it was like the red carpet. All these cameras came out. There's Nissan patrols there showing leg, and then everyone, and then he takes off. I'm out. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, the 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 turnouts at this event is is definitely increasing in both quality and quantity. Oh, it's, I, it's so cool to see the community that's getting built. I say it over and over again um, that the really cool part about OC rigs and coffee is not so much even the quantity even though we get an awesome turnout it's it's the the range like you get such a giant variety of rigs that show up like we get ev we get all kinds of crazy yep. stuff all the time yep like I, we, I've get, seen it. we get like old Chevy square bodies we get land cruisers land rovers international international scouts yep. like you know we get you know subies you know raptors FJ cruisers, FJ 40s, FJ whatevers, like it's a it's a non segregation zone. It, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Yep. We get the full range, so it's it's pretty cool. They've got the they've got the Rangers on patrol out here. There's yeah, like, these guys are there's like the fifth these one. These guys that's circle gone by. around pretty consistent. I guess you gotta you gotta kind of keep tabs around here, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine that an event this size yeah. can get out of hand pretty quick if it's oh, yeah. if you don't nip it in the bud oh yeah for sure <laughs> um so one one last thing i kind of did was uh i think i mentioned i think i touched on it uh episode one but i had i had done part of the mojave road oh yeah yep, yep. and i had to cut my time on that road short because uh everybody was finishing it up on that following monday and i had to be at work right right so, that was the one where, that was for those that were that follow um even uh, brad right yeah like those are the trail ones recon, yeah, so trail that was recon. with trail recon overland x uh venture the wild uh socal ruby uh who else uh, and then american overland of course yeah yeah those uh, that's the one that um everyone saw where they got snowed on so they they all finished on monday except for rob venture the wild uh we came back because he lost his rear left shock. <laughs> uh, so I, I decided to cut my time short and just make sure he got back safe. Uh, so we we came back most of the way. But, you know, seeing the pictures afterwards from, like, Brad or Eric, I was just like, man, I wish I would have finished. Yeah, there's definitely, like, a, it's, Total FOMO. it's an experience. Yeah, it's an experience to do the whole thing. It's kind of like a – I don't want to say a rite of passage because it's not, it's not ritualistic in that way, but – you definitely got to do the whole thing. Like if yeah. you leave halfway, if you're gonna do it, you got to finish it. It's yeah. You leave with this like feeling that it's just it's it's incomplete. It's undone. Right. So the timing was perfect with Shot Show because on the way back, I'm like, oh look, it's Baker, and that's exactly where I ended <laughs> my original jumped off. Yeah. part of the trip. I might as well just get back on solo. By the way, solo by okay. yourself. Yeah. So disclosure, or not even disclosure, disclaimer: don't go solo. And if you go, <laughs> you may end up with a really fun story like I have, or it could end in disaster. So <laughs> it's up to you, I guess. Go, you should do it. I don't care. I mean, what happened? Did you get stuck? No. Did no, you I didn't. get flooded on the river I, crossing? I almost, I almost got flooded. Okay. I decided to take a detour. Oh, okay. But uh, okay, so, so did you? I mean, what? Here's, what here's happened? the issue. I mean, did you? Did you get? I, I actually, and this here comes another plug. Okay. But uh. I haven't had a lift solution. It was a Kia Soul. On the Jeep. So the entire story of being ready for anything, I think the one thing that could take me out possibly, because I still have a jack. Right, It's not right. the best jack. And, I, and I'm sure I could find a rock to put that jack on top of. Still, less than optimal yeah, situation. Yeah, definitely sketchy. So as I'm driving, 
through the Mojave Road and finishing this this last 54 miles or whatever it was. Oh, that's still a good stretch, dude. That was that's a solid a, stretch. That's I, a solid stretch. Still. Okay, full disclosure, I thought I only had 20 miles. Okay, <laughs> it ended up Whoops. being it ended up being 50 miles. <laughs> 54 <laughs> miles. And I'm Minor like, miscalculation. This is a. What's, what's up, up, guys? guys? The night is going awesome. How about you guys? Awesome. We're getting we're getting people just stopping by now. They're getting We got uh, we got a lot of people out here who want to be part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, wish they weren't driving by. I let them talk. Totally. Um, anyway, so where were we? Um, oh, you oh, over you underestimated. 54 miles, not 20 yeah. miles. And uh, some of the rougher terrain of the entire trail. Yeah. Yeah, flat yeah, out. That's, like so. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. So I think I went through like three different like actual trains, like Absolutely. four maybe. I mean, that's the cool thing. I mean, personally, that was, that's my favorite part of the Mojave Road, right? You hear people talk about it and they talk about it to death, I think sometimes. So I think it maybe sometimes gets a little overhyped, but there's a reason for that. And it's that my absolute favorite thing about the Mojave Road is the insane amount of terrain that you cover. There, right. The range is crazy. You go from like, like just, regular desert kind of soft dirt to shale to rock garden to mountainous right. to desert to dunes okay well to, I exactly mean, right so so on the first leg the first time like you know when i went with brad and the gang um it snowed right so we weren't even expecting snow but we were at like five thousand plus feet and it ended up the rain that we were expecting ended up being snow which was awesome we woke up to like three four <laughs> like inches a winter of snow wonderland in the yeah, middle awesome. of the hobby road so if I was to take that experience and then um, consider the terrain that I encountered on the second part by myself, so I went through I went through the lake bed, basically a massive salt flat, awesome, and then are we about to get gassed out right now? I think we're about to get gassed out. They just put a a smoke bomb, an orange, an orange smoke, smoke bomb. bomb. Yeah. yeah. Out in front of the rebel truck, he's, oh, been, yeah. he's dropping orange smoke. Oh bombs. man, that stinks! <laughs> so bad, uh, that's so bad. <laughs> We're getting gassed out. <laughs> Holy crap! That's not thanks, even, thanks for nothing. That's not even an exaggeration. Like, it's, I can't see anything. <laughs> so bad. I can't see shit. It smells. It's sulfur, right? Like, yeah, it smells so bad. Okay. Oh. Thanks, oh. Evan. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it. Good marketing. <laughs> Orange smoke for Rebel, yes. I, I see it. The trials and tribulations of, uh, of doing a podcast on location. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I do still think it's a good idea, but I'm definitely, I definitely have moments like this where I question our yeah. judgment. We should have maybe done it from across the road. Right. Um, anyway, so yeah. Longer than expected, but amazing. Went through the lake bed. Uh, it was like, like I said, it was like a salt flat. And that was just, the expanse of it was just amazing. The photos came out like awesome, yeah. and uh, yeah. I was just I was just like uh, hauling ass through uh, through that whole whole stretch, and then as soon as you get through that, you basically end up in sand dunes, right? Like, yep. Proper sand dunes, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. So again, that was an opportunity to get out and, and take some pictures, and then uh, and then from there, ended up. Uh, Ended up at a water crossing. Right, the famous, and that was the famous not water crossing. Happen. Yeah, the famous water I, crossing. I've got like a, I've got a series of, uh, of wiring that comes through the floorboard, and I'm pretty sure the amount of RTV that I've applied around the cables and that grommet yeah. is is solid, and it would have been fine, but I wasn't really ready to test it out in a nasty muddy bog of a water and crossing. that water i mean yeah, for the most so part is, is is pretty stagnant so it does pretty it, stagnant, I mean, yeah it's one of those things where if it does get into your vehicle you you have to like strip it out because it stinks oh yeah so that's where kind strip of like the out. adventure piece kind of started so up to that point it was like it was a lot of fun and, and the, the yeah. entire actually the entire road was fun so don't get totally. me wrong but up to that point it was just fun like oh cool i'm on this road like whatever it wasn't until I got to the water crossing where I'm like, oh, there's some things where I have to, like, make decisions. Yes. Where I got to kind of consider my options. Yes. And I think, you know, when we're with a big group, those kind of decision-making moments, they, 
they kind of get made for you, right? Or at least as a collective saying, yeah, they have it collectively. I've got experience. Maybe you shouldn't go, or you should go this way. You've got eight brains go working, right? Exactly. Versus one brain. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not saying I'm always the best brain. <laughs> you know. So I get to the water crossing, and it's kind of like it was kind of like as if you're like getting into a pool. Like I kind of I stuck the toe in. I I got the wheels in. Right. And I'm like, okay, that looks okay. And then I went in a little bit further, and I was up to the the bomber sliders, and I was like, oh, um, it's kind of, I'm only like, I'm only like five feet in, and the water's kind of like right up to my sliders. Okay. Right. So is this the limit, or is it going to get deeper? Oh, it gets deeper. And then I busted on my phone, and I started scrolling through images, because <laughs> they had posted photos of themselves going through the water crossing when they did it. Right. I'm like, how far did they go? And, right. And then I remembered this image of Marco uh, basically airing out his entire floorboard oh. of his vehicle. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm ready. Is his Jeep higher than yours? I don't know. I don't know, and yeah. I wasn't ready to, like... Well, I mean, and, you know, I get it. Discover. I get it. Kate's, she, Kate's pretty new. Right, so there's still like some figuring out, and there's still some, you know. And you know, my some, amps on uh, the like floor. A, like a yeah, your amps bolted to the floor, so not probably, a good idea. I yeah, mean, even when I wanted to do it, like I'm like, I don't want anything to the floor, and then it's like, I don't have any space for where anything else should go. Yeah. So I I kind of, I'm I'm starting to find spots where I'm like, okay, you know what? You can if relocate. If I redo this, yeah. I'm gonna relocate higher, because um, I don't want the limiting factor of what I do to be, oh, I've got an amp on the floor. That was right. not part of like. The original plan right right i'm thankful for that amp and i'm thankful for what i got in the jeep but definitely did not want that to dictate and, the know, adventure that's actually that's actually a really good point because that happens even to everybody right i mean like when as, as i'm kind of building out the fj and making changes to the fj there's been many times that i've tried something and then come back after using it and moved it around right. or put it somewhere else altogether like those, that's gonna happen, you know. It's, well, you live you, and learn. Yeah. yeah, you live and learn, and that's kind of like the advent. That's kind of part of the adventure, right? Is kind of experimenting with where how you organize your equipment and your gear, and moving it around, optimizing every single time. So, yeah. Well, this water crossing was You're like 100, 100, like a little bit over a hundred feet, I'd say. Oh, okay. And, and fairly deep. I mean, like I said. Just, just like five feet in, it was and, up to the, like the bottom of my sliders. So, and it, I mean, it does get pretty decent depth, and also that was like just after some really decent rains. Like we had just received some good amount of rain yep. the week yep. before. So, um, I think right now it's pretty fairly deep. I think my my decision to kind of get around it was the right one. The way I went about it probably wasn't the right one, and I won't even go into detail. Let's just say I bypassed it. <laughs> and if you've ever been on that trail and you've gone through that water crossing, yeah. you've got a couple options of how to bypass it. Right. And I did the one you don't want to talk about. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> and we'll leave it at the fact that. Oh, here comes a parade. Another reason of wanting to go with a group of people. Yep. Here comes a serious parade, though. The at Jeeps. Some, at one point, I thought I was stuck on the crossing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Oh, dude. Look at that. I just. Watch the guy pass another guy, and there's like no need for that on this road. Oh, there really isn't. There really this, isn't. This road's like at, at max, like a two-car road, and uh, and everybody's also, going in the same place. So also, you're not getting anywhere in here fast, so right. you can just give that up right now. Like there's way too many people here. So oh, check out this. Oh, that thing's crazy. Oh, that thing's bad. So next to the road, there's like a unofficial road. And the ranger is kind of going up and down that section, but apparently he has no problem with people that are capable um, going down it either. So, it, it, which is kind of cool. But yeah. it's a section of whoops, and some of these trucks that are definitely well built, yeah, they just fly through it, and it's 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 cool. It's like your own little like window into who's got the most badass suspension. Yeah. So, all right. So I'll I'll, I'll wrap this up. Basically, the the bypass on the water crossing was pretty sketch. Got through it. One of the one of those things that kind of stood out, like it would have been good with another person just in case the worst happened. Um, the the end of the, the road, I followed the lake bed or the riverbed, um, pretty much for most of the duration. Some of the most amazing scenery. Um, oh you, yeah. You really get transported somewhere else. You're oh, not yeah. in just the desert. Which is the crazy part too is that if you look at the Mojave Road on a map, you're you're really not that far from civilization. Like a right. highway is maybe a half hour away at, at any given point. Right, because there's so many different like intersections and roads that kind of cross through it. So, the the remoteness that you feel 
for something like that is impressive. It's cool. It's like it's a really cool road, and I'm glad that it stands and is and is like a thing. Right. What was uh, what was actually kind of cool is the end of that road took me kind of full circle. I was back in Yermo. Yep. Which is where basically we started with the Calico trip. So right. right. Um, I did stop at Eddie World. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first stop. <laughs> you made um, you made, made your pit stop. <laughs> Yeah, so good times, man. I mean, honestly, truth be told, I don't condone anyone making bad decisions, but I don't, I don't really believe that it was a bad decision. I think it was part of the adventure that I signed up for. Yeah. Uh, to get out there. Now, could I, be, could I be more prepared? Yeah. So I've got Safe Jack sending me out a Jack right now. They're, uh, they're General Jack, which should give me up to um, a six-inch extension off their normal like bottle Jack that they have. Right. Right. Um, and that'll be it. That, that's it. That's kind of like I that, mean, and, and I need fuel, so I need to get some, um, whether it's rotos or jerry cans or whatever. Yeah. I do need fuel because uh, one of the big fears of the Mojave Road was the running out of fuel. And if you've got modifications like I do, you're running on 37 inches uh, tire, 37 inch tires. Um, you've got a supercharger, yep. and yep. you're you like the skinny pedal. You're gonna probably end up needing gas. Absolutely. So. Um, I uh, I ended up cutting it short on the first half. I got lucky. We were right at Baker, was able to gas up. Um, but given that we had 54 more miles to go, I would not have. I don't think I would have made it. So just FYI. Yeah, when I did it in the FJ, and the FJ doesn't have a, a, a large fuel tank. I mean, it's it's got 19 gallons. Um, I made it through just fine. Yeah. I, I did the whole thing um, from uh, from the Colorado River in Nevada uh, all the way all the way to the campground uh, and it was i think i still had um just about a quarter tank by the end i think so, i was at 70 miles left oh yeah yeah that's, where cut, I, that, where that's cutting a little first, close like 75 or something from where we like departed so i don't think the gas station is that far but still i wouldn't i i'm not I wouldn't be, yeah i yeah. wouldn't be comfortable with 70 miles left at the end <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry, um, you might have noticed the sound suddenly changed a little. Uh, <laughs> we took a little break. Nature called. Rebel <laughs> is throwing an awesome party, and uh, they've got a keg. Yeah, a they're, they're supplying us pretty well. <laughs> so. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, and it, and it's also cold out here. It's pretty chilly. Oh my god, my my I'm I'm wearing gloves and my hands are frozen. Yeah, my gloves. Yeah. yeah. Actually, thank God Frank had these. <laughs> I have very poor circulation. I'm still like on Canada temperature. Um, that's right. You just got back from Canada. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of the reason why we got here late because I flew home from Canada this morning from Ottawa, which is a pretty far flight. Um, and so basically flew home, packed up the FJ real quick, and then drove here. So it was like negative five or negative ten in Ottawa, and we had like freezing rain. So I'm still like not. I'm actually not back home right now. <laughs> but but anyways. Anyway, so um, one thing that we talked about briefly after our first episode and uh, thought we'd bring it into this one was there's a, there's a lot of gear on your rigs, right? Like, yes. Or you guys aspire to have a lot of gear on your rigs. Yes. And uh, I feel like one cool thing that we could bring to this episode is talking about like one piece of gear that's either installed on our rig or a part of what we take with us. Right. Right. So uh, do you have one of those? Yeah, I do actually. It's something that I picked up. Um, it, it's it's not a cheap part. Um, I probably wouldn't say it's the most necessary part, but it's the one that actually in like the last month I've used the most. Okay. And it's a it's I picked it up at the Front Runner Scratch and Dent uh, oh, event that they had. It's right here. It's we're using it right now. Yeah, we're using it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got going. I got one of their stainless steel tables um, Dude, that goes awesome. that yeah. goes under the uh, under the rack. It mounts to the underside of the rack, and so. Um, I mean, I, I pulled the trigger for, for two reasons, right? One, um, the biggest reason is, as I'm sure all of you guys listening know, um, space is at a premium, right? Like, right. you know, I've experimented with other with other tables, smaller tables, and I do have a really cool small table that I like, but it's just too small. It's good for, you know, small things. Um, I needed like a prep table, like a really decent sized heavy duty table. But carrying something like that is a pain, man. Like. You know, it eats up so much real estate inside the rig or on the roof rack. It's just a hassle. This thing, this thing slides in under the roof rack, which is totally wasted space. Yep. Right. Otherwise, 
So it's perfect. It fits under the roof rack. It tucks away. It's pretty it's awesome. It's dead yeah. silent when it's down there. I'm it, a little jealous of yeah, this. Yeah, it locks. I, I can lock it, and it you know it just slides in, and slides out. I don't even know it's there. And when and you know what? Since I've installed it, it's the one thing that I've used basically every single week. Like it's it's gotten more use than anything else on the I truck. Remember, right now. guys, he paid for it. He's not sponsored <laughs> right. by Frontrunner. Yeah, no, I went to the scratch and dent sale and I, yeah. I bought it. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, I hope you guys know some of these parts that we talk about. As long as they're coming from Frank, are genuine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, I am sponsored by a lot of people, but, but my you, my reviews are can, also can genuine. You, can you tell that he likes to rub that in? I, I definitely uh, <laughs> chose the companies I ended up working yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, they have to represent someone, someone's a certain quality, rolled. given that. They had to represent 511 as well. Oh. Yep, someone's getting rolled. That's some kind of like military six-wheel vehicle that's getting pulled over right now. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah, there's, They're not uh, getting there's a hint some either. activity going on in front of us. It's like cops. It's like an episode of Cops right now. Right? We, we need the cops, like, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Right? It's like happening right now. Oh, dude, he straight up got pulled over. Yeah, he's getting out. This is... Cop, uh, Mr. Ranger's not happy. He's straight up doing, like, license and registration. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works out here though, because I don't you're know like, if you, you register know, that kind of thing. I know. Yeah, you're not on a road. Most of these things aren't even street. But isn't this kind of considered like? Do you still need a permit for like whatever you're driving out here? Or what? I don't think so. I mean, some of these have to be registered, right? Like some of these ATVs and stuff like that. But you know, they but have there to be like stickers. There's a lot stickers. of booze going on, so I think who that's, knows? I think that might be the problem. This place so. is like one big off-road party. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll check back on that and see if um, anyone's getting put in the back of the car. But Ali, what's your favorite piece of kit lately? So, yeah, it's a it's a tough one, but I think, uh, like on Brad's video, I, I call that the free spare tent because everyone gets yeah. to, like, the kids love it. Yeah. But I was thinking of something else that, like, is also, like, super valuable to me, and I think it's, easy, it's like, more easily attainable for the average, like, person. So right. if you guys don't have an in-vehicle fridge, you're missing out. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I have a cooler, and I like it. No, no, I'm, I, look, I thoroughly enjoy my cooler. What What's is that, the, a Yeti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got, I've got nothing but love for your Yeti, buddy. <laughs> no, but, but I'm just curious, like what? So here's what, the what thing. makes it different? Like what? Where, where is it? Where is I'm, the line that says this is like the game changer? I'm out there for three days, and things are just as cold as when I left the house. Yeah, and I can I can carry like. I can take like raw meat with me on the trail and not worry about when I cook it. Yeah, that's true. Like, check this out. So I went with Brad and them and I cooked uh, Persian barbecue, basically chicken kebabs for like everybody on the trail. Well, I also went to, uh, I went to SHOT Show. So I was gone for like seven days. Right. And I had bought the meat that you, day Wait, prior. you took the raw meat with you to SHOT Show? I took the raw meat. Yeah, it stayed in the fridge. It stayed in the fridge. And so by the time I got home, I cooked it up. That's hilarious. It was still good. You're like, your car is parked in the garage at Vegas, and it's just like kind of a bunch of meat back there. Dude, it was awesome. That's awesome. So for me, it's like the fridge is, is key because the kids keep their, like, milk in there. Right. Um, there's, like, snacks and food for me and the wife. I got my booze in there, of course. I'm not an alcoholic, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Oh, I swear. And, uh, and like, you know, drinks. The drinks for the kids as well. Yeah, like, so yeah. it's 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 a great thing for me to have on the weekends, not when we're overlining, just going to, like, baseball games or what have you. Yeah, I've actually heard that portion from a few people that do have fridges that they end up using them, like, in their daily lives. Like, they'll go to the store and they'll buy some, you know, refrigerated products or yep. whatnot. And something comes up and they they don't they there's a relief that they don't have to go straight home they've got a fridge in the back of their truck and yep. they just throw stuff in there i mean so the biggest thing you have to like just be concerned of and i've got the dual battery kit thing going but it does draw power oh totally, so if yeah. you're parked for a long period of time and you're not recharging that battery you can have some issues yeah 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 so there's yeah. there's a there's a constant draw but the draw is really low does so kate, does kate have solar my drive to work and back from work home um takes care of all my charging Oh, okay. That thing's been running like nonstop for months. Wow. Like I think we're on like six or seven months now. That's pretty good. With the fridge, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. good. Um, you know, and if if I'm going somewhere for a long term, I, I bust out the solar panels. Yeah, yeah. And I'm good. 
All right. Oh, that's right. You do have that. The, the, those foldable ones. The off-grid truck ones. Yeah. Yeah, those things it's are the cool. Blankets. Yeah, yeah the that blankets thing is are cool. awesome. Uh, we could talk about those another time. But anyways, yeah, yeah the fridge. <laughs> so it's a it's a 42 liter Snowmaster fridge. Um, they've been nothing but massively supportive on the project. That's awesome. And uh, and just great people to work with. And I think uh, we may be doing something with them with uh, doing Overland West with 511. So stay tuned. There's going to be some cool. Uh, collaborations happening uh, possibly with Casey as well so we'll see, we'll see where that all goes but uh, come May uh, the weekend of May 18th 19th uh, we'll be at Overland West yep with 511 yep. Kate, Kate will be out there come see me um, I might even try to do a little bit of the podcast on my own and I don't know how it's exactly gonna work but me and Frank <laughs> will figure it out yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure something um, out but yeah good stuff so uh, yeah. what else are, is this is this it are I think so. I don't want to. I don't want to drag it on for the sake of dragging it on. How long has it dragged on so? But um, so far, we definitely should uh, should give a big thanks to our sponsor. Sure, Rig they, Supply. Um, so last time we talked about their uh, Ultra Swing yes. and the Forerunners. Yes. And Since then, they've come out with something cool. Yeah, they've got a they've got a new goodie. It's a uh, it's a universal fit. Right. Uh, so no longer we, we actually literally said that, and we have we didn't even know that they were coming out with this new one. But that was one of the comments that we, we said. Were we're like, we had it. like Forerunner Envy, yep. right, in that moment. They're like, they should make something for <laughs> us. And they did. Little did we know that they actually are. They've got this uh, universal one uh, now. So that that gives options to a much wider range of vehicles. You can throw it on some SUVs. Um, and it has room for you know the hatches to open um, and all that kind of stuff. I was looking, kind of skimming through some of the comments because they were answering a bunch of questions um, on their Instagram account regarding the swing out. And, you know, it seemed to be compatible with just about any SUV body style. Right. So definitely check it out. Another cool thing, by the way, which I didn't even, I didn't know. Like, I knew that they were adding stuff to the swing out. But it's basically, it's a system now. Like, it's an ecosystem that they're kind of building around this thing. And they've partnered with Rego Fabrication. Right. And they've got this jack mount now that goes on it. And, and this, you know, the molly panel on the back. Like, yep. this thing is really turning into a full modular system totally a yep. full modular system without the like if you don't yes that was <laughs> the most obnoxious thing that was highly unnecessary and i kind of want that on my rig too but yeah we just got horn blast not we, in just my got, ear. we just got a train a train horn blast all we're waiting for is the diesel guy to come by and uh right yeah blow right. uh blow coal right yeah, yeah exactly so anyways <laughs> you know they're doing some really cool stuff over at Rig Supply. Um, this this thing is turning into like a whole like project and like I said, ecosystem. Like it's getting accessories and different attachments and customizations that you can do. So it's you know you know it's getting to the point I think where you no longer if you have to buy this giant bumper system to mount all your stuff if you don't want right. to, right? Or if you just have a steel bumper and you don't have a swing out, you can option one in you can attach it to that right right i'm gonna assume i just heard everything you said because my ears are still ringing from that guy <laughs> like that was so ridiculous uh but yeah no um in all in all uh seriousness that is a very cool thing that they are building and um a company that's truly rooted in uh overland and a lot of love for the off-road and uh just a couple of solid dudes like carving out their own little piece yeah yeah so, check them out rig supply love for those guys yeah um and i think i said plenty about kc yeah yeah we we love kc yeah we do uh highly recommend kc and we run them we run yeah, them and they do. work amazing yeah we run I, i've got it on trucky i've got the gravity pro 6 series on trucky um love yep. those things um can't wait to put some more lights on there i think ditch lights are next yeah, but hey, if you've uh, lasted this long and you've stuck with us, thank you. <laughs> Props to you. <laughs> we truly appreciate it and, and really hope that you guys uh, continue to support. Uh, send in comments. Yeah. Comment, comment. Let us know what you think. Tell us what you think could be better. Uh, tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. I don't care. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're here. I mean, at the end of the day, we're doing this for you guys, right, to, to get you guys some information some content um hopefully you enjoy it and, and you can you can take something from it um and also the last bit if you do like it go on itunes spotify google play friends. whatever and and rate give us give us those five stars leave your review it's hugely beneficial to the podcast 
to get those reviews in. Yeah. So repost, that's the, repost our posts. Yeah, <laughs> and tell your friends, <laughs> right? So we can keep doing this. Um, so yeah, this is Ali at Kate the Jeep, and this is Frank at Trucky McTruckface. Thank you for hanging with us at King of the Hammers. Yeah.